0: Chris Young and I'll be chatting with all kinds of folk highlighting the experiences of people with mental health problems, many of whom feel on the edge of society, as I walk around the edge of the UK over the next couple of years. Following in the steps of a hero of mine, Satish Kumar, a Jain monk who went on a peace march in the 1960s, I'll be taking no money with me. His guru felt if he did he'd like the motivation to speak with people at the end of the day and that the only people he'd meet would be hoteliers. I thought if this amazing man could walk from India into Pakistan, expect and receive wonderful hospitality when the two countries were at war, then I should expect nothing less from the lovely people of this beautiful island of ours. So far, I've walked the 4,000 or or so miles anticlockwise from Edinburgh to North Wales, and the people I've met, get this, have been without exception fabulous. So the people I've met without exception have been fabulous. Oh, I nearly forgot to mention, I have a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder, a severe and enduring mental health problem, which, although it curtails me, doesn't define me. But this isn't a story about me. This is all about those fabulous meet people I'll be meeting as I go. I'm inviting you to be part of this story. We're told that the UK has become a more divided nation in recent years, and I'm here to prove that wrong. Join me. I'd love to hear and share your story. Help me on the journey as we challenge mental health stigma, one conversation at a time. You can call me on 909, 0- That's zero seven five three five zero three five nine zero nine. Or you can email me at hello at let's walk a dot org. That's hello at let a Or you can follow me on Twitter, which is at at WalkerMileuk. In this episode, I talk with the lovely Ella, who's married to a man with borderline personality disorder. That'll be me then. And some of the trials and tribulations that are associated with that kind of relationship. (laughs) Chris Young, and this is the Walk a Mile in My Shoes podcast. This is our very second uh, podcast, and today I'm uh, interviewing somebody who has um, who married somebody with borderline personality <laughs> disorder. Um, hello, who are you?
1: <laughs> I'm Ella, your wife. You'd have to. <laughs> All
0: right, okay, right. That's, that's a fair cop, Okay, I've been I've been sprung uh, <clears throat> early on in this. Um, I, I have to confess that Ella is indeed my wife, and uh, I do indeed have a, a borderline personality disorder. So, let, let's go right back to the beginning with this borderline personality disorder thing. What? Wait, do you remember when I we first started going out with each other? When did I first get diagnosed with borderline personality disorder? Was it before we knew each other or or, or after? Do you remember?
1: It was after, yeah, um, but not long after, was it? It wasn't, it wasn't very long before we realised that, well, it was clear that you were struggling at work and that you were having lots of time off with depression and, you know, they just kept putting you on more pills um, and it wasn't really working. Um, and then you had that awful interview with the, Was it the HR woman yeah, well, and I had were, I had a
0: few interesting interviews at those yeah. times uh, with HR and uh, uh, yeah. the, the I, occupational and health doctor. That's was what I actually. I meant, actually. I really meant occupational health. Yeah. yeah,
1: you were you were kind of wanting to self harm, and she was she was very calm and um, and just could see that it, it wasn't work. You know, you being there doing long hours and then doing a second job in the evening, it all wasn't working. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was sort of the voice of reason really, wasn't she?
0: She she was she was she was great. I suppose what what I'm I'm more in, interested in is at the time were you aware that there was something wrong with my head?
1: When we first met? Yeah. I'm not sure that I was. Yeah. Um I think there's a a really fine line between eccentricity and madness, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. And I think um I you. I I was going to say you hit it very well, but I, you didn't. But you're you are generally either f- great value for money, and you know wonderfully intelligent, and a great conversationalist, and all those things. You're really good company, or you're really you're really not good company and you don't want to be anywhere near anyone do you sure, sure, that's so right. so there's a real pendulum there there's a real swing of being great having a fine time and really not so i think when i saw you when you were um you know high and happy then um you know i just i really enjoyed that time with you i think i was uh, i was a bit confused for a while because because when when you are well you're very touchy feely and you know you don't you walk by me and ruffle my hair and kiss my head and all those things that I sort of got used to very quickly. Um and then when you're dissociating you're you don't want you don't want me to come near you. Occasionally you want me to come and kiss you on the head, but it's really mostly you just mm-hmm. want to be left to get on with it, to distract yourself with loud TV and and not you know be bothered even you know climbing the stairs is a challenge isn't it so yeah, yeah. you kind of live in one room for a bit and and I think okay well just for, just for one second yeah, yeah uh, sorry no, tell you what, you, you, no finish just, what you're I'm saying I'm gonna get there okay. I think so I think what I'm trying to say is that I was confused because I was thinking but yesterday you adored me and you were very touchy feely and today you don't want to be near me so perhaps perhaps. You don't love me, and you don't care about me, and and you got it wrong yesterday, and so I was very kind of up and down myself, and wondering what was, you know, what what was going on. So it was for a while, like
0: going out with two people, Two people, people just like know.
1: yeah, just like that. One but, who
0: was very yeah uh, cuddly, and yeah. one who but, wasn't.
1: But you still sort of looked like you. You know, it was yeah, it was. Yeah. It it didn't. It took a while for me to think of you as two people. It 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 now. I know we've come on a long way, but now when you you dissociate, it is like you're you've either gone away for a few days to see Derek, or you've gone away to walk. Or it's almost the same as you physically not being here. You know, when you come back and you're not dissociating, I say welcome home
0: yes you Cause, do because that's, that's what that's it feels
1: like even though you've not been away
0: really lovely it's really lovely it, it's, so c- yeah. can you tell the listener uh, a, a little bit more about what dissociation means to you what it, what, what does okay. it kind of look like
1: um well you you now recognize it sort of coming on so that's also um a step in the right direction because in the past you'd be there one minute and gone the next and it wasn't it, it you know it, it looked a bit like sort of mood swings it it wasn't obvious what was happening always although now it is so so quite often i know you're dissociating before you're properly awake so we've sure. got that that wooden bedside table thing and um, you rub your hand along it in a kind of this is unfamiliar. What what is this? Is this a piece of furniture? Is this wood? Is this metal? You know, I don't don't quite know what's going through your head, but I'm aware that you don't recognize the things around you when you're dissociating. So I I then think okay, that's where we're at. And then it's not it's not a surprise that if mm-hmm. you can't recognize mm-hmm. a wooden bedside table, you're not going to be able to recognize me or or anything else really. And it just that That's, um, you know, that's one bit of it, really. Um, and then you you also look quite ill. So if it happens during the day and you're OK in the morning and, say, not in the afternoon, you'll, you'll come in through the door and I look at you and you look pasty, you know, you look sick, like you've got the flu sure, or something. Sure. You look not right. Uh, and, um, yeah, sort of... A sort of a, um, not a sadness, but almost like a sort of dead behind the eyes look. Yeah, yeah, I get that. In a, in a, <clears throat> just not, just not right. Sure, um, sure. So, yeah, so we don't really ask anything of you, and that's that works. Whereas in the past, I think you know, we've had a lot of people offer to help and and not. It's hard to explain. You know, we've had people in the past say, well, um, I need to talk to him today. And I'll say, no, today's really not going to work. Could he phone you back tomorrow? Well, maybe if I speak to him, I'll just be able to cheer him up. Mm. And you you think, how do I begin to start with this? That we're so far from it being a cheery-uppy situation that... um, you know, things like answering the phone or the door or going downstairs to get a drink are all a massive challenge and look painful I've got, I've got to say you for know.
0: me i mean that's an absolute godsend you know because it's it, having that buffer against mm. the world it's just brilliant to be able to sort of have that sort of i don't know protection
1: yeah well you don't you don't need any nonsense you don't need anything do you really no you just need to get get better and I think we've worked out that, you know, if you can just be left alone, you know, and fed and watered and something nice to watch, then um you get better quicker than if you try and fight through it and put on a brave face. And it, it's it never really worked, did it? There was always a sort of crack and it would be and then you would feel you know, suicidal and lots of self-harming and stuff that you don't. I know you have the pull to do it now, yeah, don't yeah. you? Know, but you don't do it anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean that was my next question. So, um, what what other sort of symptoms of borderline personality disorder do you have? You seen in me? Have you?
1: Well, over the years, I think I think all of them. I think yeah. we've 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 been through lists and we've we've read. The Borderline Personality Disorder Survival Guide and all yeah, kinds of yeah. things. We've been to lots of talks, and I think we're both quite well read about the condition now, aren't we? I think we are. I think um, we are. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think there's um, there's one that you you don't do, except I suppose you you you're not really aggressive and violent like a lot of men with. You know, a lot of men with BPD end up in prison, don't they? Yeah. Because yeah, of aggression yeah. and what have you. Whereas, it seems like yours is more female, and you turn it inwards sure, and become sure. more depressed. And whilst you've been, you could be violent with yourself at times. you know, back in the day when you were self-harming. You were punching yourself in the face, weren't yes, you? Yes. yes. And that was, you know, that that was really hard to come up and see you. Oh, sorry. Come up and see you and. You know, when you were up in Edinburgh and I was down here and and just, you know, see you, like, with bruises on your cheeks and on your head and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I think that was ultimately part of what stopped you doing it. And I would really like to say it was because I was super caring and had all those things, but I just couldn't... I couldn't cope with it because I feel that, you know, if you were doing other forms of self-harm... Mm-hmm. It would be different because, um, uh, yes, it'd still be it'd still be hard. But um, and I know it's not about me, but what I love about you is your wonderful mind, and yeah, yeah. and if you punch your head continuously, eventually you'll pro you could probably end up with brain damage. Do you know? And that,
0: and that's something that that stayed with me is you know i um i couldn't you know self harming is 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 something that i i don't do i almost hear your voice and i and you know because i, I love you so much i i don't like the idea of not being around to to be with you uh, i think that makes sense just yeah. hopping back a little bit um do you remember when we were looking for triggers uh, of yeah. of my dissociation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what we did then?
1: Well, we wrote a di- we did the diary for a while, for about 8 months, maybe a year in the end. Um and and that was I really thought by keeping a diary, when we did it quite thoroughly, so what we did. what we were did. you doing that day? At what point did you dissociate? What did we think had anything challenging happened, and at the time you you were you know you splitting up from your first wife, and that was it was sort of challenging every day really and I, it would have been great to pin it all on her you know that would have worked hmm. fine for me, but actually it wasn't and it, even though you might have had a difficult conversation one day um and then you then you didn't dissociate and then a few days. Later, you know, you'd be um, having a really nice time and then you'd dissociate. And, and you can say, oh, well, things were, you know, take a few days to to kind of kick in. But it, it whichever way round we looked at it, for however long, it, se- it just seemed random. And it just seemed to happen when it happened. And occasionally you could say, well, that was obviously a trigger. But then overall, I don't think, there were any triggers no
0: and I think that came as a real surprise to both of us yeah yeah um because common sense would say when I'm feeling upset I'll dissociate when I'm feeling good I won't but but we 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 discovered that by
1: and large I I dissociate a third of the time it's a lot more I remember we were filling in a form or we're writing something down about how often you do dissociate and you thought it was um you thought I can't remember the figures now, but I remember sort of, you know, loosely working it out, and it was a lot more than we both thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that um, comes a real surprise, didn't it?
1: Yeah, just, just that, you know, it, it's something that we sort of learned to live with, um, and have learned to live with, and um, it's. I wouldn't say you know, it'd be great if it didn't happen. It'd be yeah, much yeah, better. Yeah. Sometimes I I I feel really sad for you because you miss things and you, but you're but I don't I don't let it upset me anymore if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think in a way that's probably better for you because there's no pressure. You d- you know that I'm not going to react and go, "Oh, you know, I'm really I'm really sad that you missed the party or you didn't get to things." Yeah, know? yeah. But I also know that when you're well and when you're not well that you don't want me to miss out on things. That's right, that's um, right. And so in the past I think, oh, well, I'll just stay around just in case and you need me. And now I just think, oh, actually, I'll go on my own. It'll be fine. And, and that is fine. Um,
0: there, there are things yeah. I, I still feel bad about. I mean, one of the things that sort of stands out is the, your car accident. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I wasn't properly aware of that until all the dust had settled.
1: Yeah, that um, was... Can you say a bit more, say a bit about that? Well, yeah, I was talking to Cecilia, a friend of ours, about it the other day, actually, and... Um, Start with the car crash. It, well, I had a car crash, a stupid Canadian on the wrong side of the road. Um, yeah, managed to bash my car really well. Fast accident, pulled me out, couldn't quite believe I was still alive. Broke my sternum and some ribs and various other bits, Um and because your sternum, because your your organs are swelling behind your your um, sternum, then you want your 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 f- physically you want to be on all fours, so you're in you can't lie down, you can't be put into the recovery position, so you're on all fours. So I'm upside down with um, um, the ambulance person saying, okay, so we're going to phone your. Sister now, and I'm going. No, no, no. <laughs> She's in London. Oh, and I'm. We're going to phone Chris then. It's like no, don't phone Chris. He's dissociating. They go what? It's like okay. Uh, he's just busy. It's a car. No, not him. And they're going through everyone, and and then eventually um Cecilia, who you know lives near us, came up and just just basically just lay down next to me and stayed with me until until I felt a lot better. Um, and she knew she knew about your head, yeah, yeah. you know, and so it was I didn't need to explain it to everybody, but yes, I would much rather have you been there, but it I don't think it upset me as much as it upset you
0: no, no i I, I, I mean I, I was gutted it was it, it kind of felt like i I should have been there um, but the,
1: but the thing is, if you were well. Yeah. You would have been there. I I know that, that you've yeah, yeah. you been there through so many good things and bad things in my life that, you know, I feel, I don't know, I just feel comp- like our relationship's really amazing. And, and that's the other thing, that uh, when you read up about BPD, um, it's quite frightening because everybody tells you that people with BPD don't do relationships very well and, yeah, and don't enough. have empathy and understanding and... And things like that, which just isn't the case. You do, you do relationships really well. I think, I think the, the, the thing with it is, is having that level of
0: understanding of you. It was, it's like trust. You trust that when I'm dissociating, I'm different from yeah. the way I'm usually. You don't, it feels like you, you never judge me for going into dissociation.
1: Well, you're not well, are you? It's not your—you didn't choose to do it. It's no, not like, no. well, do you know, I'll piss everybody off today. I'll pick today because Ella's having a car yeah, accident, yeah. and I'll not be able to help. It's—it—it's it, it's not something that's in your control, is it? It's no, it no. has. And we've said this before, I'm sure, in the past, but you know, it—it it is happening to you. Yes, it's not you doing something. It is. It is. Um, and everyone says, don't they, about things with the head, about, um, you know, it's, if you could compare it to, you know, having a physical illness, then it, it helps. Um, and, and I do think of it in that way, that it is just you being unwell.
0: Could you see how quickly we could unravel if you came from a more judgmental perspective?
1: Um. Yes. Yes. Because, BPD's got a really, um. Well, you've said, haven't you, that it's the dustbin diagnosis of, of all the all the sort of mental ill health, yeah, things yeah. you could have. You, you when you were told that you had BPD, you didn't like that because you you already had preconceived yeah. ideas. Oh, about yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and true. Yeah. People that there are huge forums and loads swathes of people saying... People with BPD are manipulative and, you know, a lot of it is negative. Yeah, and if yeah. you believed all that nonsense, then, um, then yeah, you can easily persuade yourself and everybody else that, you know, that you're a nasty, manipulative person. It's like when people say about narcissism, everyone goes, <gasps> you yeah, know, yeah. or um, schizophrenia, everyone's like, oh, that's the, you know, that's really the bad. These people are dangerous. So... Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there are people with BPD who are dangerous, who are aggressive, who are manipulative, um, but but you're not, um, because um, you're just quite straightforward. Really, it's quite easy to look at you and see that you're not well. And um, when you are well, you know we have a great time, don't we?
0: Let's let's rewind to a time when. We were still feeling our way, and there was a an incident that I'm sure you remember, when <clears throat> you saw me freeze in my tracks. Um, we were thinking about going to we we, we were either going to have food in a restaurant or room yeah. service. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, and I don't know, I don't quite know what that's about. And occasionally, you still you still struggle with that sort of decision-making thing yeah um so yeah so we were we were we were in a hotel and we'd been out somewhere and we were coming back and I think I said the hotel restaurant is actually a restaurant at the bottom of the hotel a sort of separate restaurant or they can give you room service so would you like to have steak in our room or steak in the restaurant and and you looked like i'd asked you to chop your arm off or something and and you just stood in the middle of the road not not dangerously just yeah. we were crossing the road and you just looked so uncomfortable and unhappy with that um that i can't actually remember whether you did make the decision in the end or whether i said Hey, let's just go to the restaurant. I,
0: I, I'm fairly sure I didn't. No. Uh, it,
1: um, and and then you did. It, then we did it again a few weeks later, and we were here. And we were in Oxford, right. and um, <clears throat> we were on the Carly Road. And I think I said, "Oh, do you want to go to the, um, you know, there's like the cafe bar bar where we can sit on the floor on the rugs and just have tapas, or do you want to come home and go to the pub, or, you know, what 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 do you want to do?" And you just, again, you just looked like a rabbit in the headlights. Just kind of, and I think, I think me, I had to try and sort of explain that um, that if I really wanted to go home to the pub, I would say yeah. I want to go <coughs> home to the pub. But the fact that I'm giving you the choice means I really don't care.
0: See, this you know, this this fine. for me is is what well my flavour of borderline personality disorder is is all about is that. I didn't know what the right answer was I had and and because I didn't know what the right answer was and and by by saying the right answer what I meant was the 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 answer that was going to have the least emotional cost to either and or both of us Um, because I I didn't want to if by by making you feel that you were doing something you didn't want to do that would have an emotional cost on me and 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 I, I, I certainly, yeah. at the time, I wasn't very good at other people feeling badly about me or of me for whatever reason
1: i think, I think you're just a people pleaser yeah, and
0: yeah. so you
1: said what that person wanted to hear a lot a lot you know what I wanted to hear a lot of the time and um, I want you to do it with other people, but i think um C- can I just say yeah. in, in
0: in psychotherapy I, I I actually referred to myself as a whore. Because yeah, I'll, I'll be whatever you want me to be, and uh, I, I I do remember uh, you know I'm not breaking any confidences here, but two people uh, in psychotherapy they were they were strongly disagreeing with each other, and I managed to strongly agree with both of them even though they were disagreeing, and that's when the psychotherapist went stop Chris, uh, you've just agreed with two people who are disagreeing discuss and it was amazing it was one of those feelings that is a sort of eureka moment so yeah that that's uh, yeah I think I still dip into it occasionally but I think that's But,
1: but mostly if you think over the years we've done that again and again and again and I think having the continuity of not having a great big reaction so you know so if you you if I say what what which what do you want and you'll say I want this and I go great that's lovely and it's all sorted and you realize that there's not going to be a great big reaction if you you know choose one thing or the other that it really is fine to have your own choice and your own opinion I don't feel any worse I don't feel any you know I don't think badly of no, you, no. whichever one you chose. And so, and then every now and again, it's quite funny. You've said, oh, like, I thought we were going for Chinese. And, and I'll say, oh, actually, I really want to go for Indian, whatever it is. And then you go, oh, hang on a minute, you said that I can choose whatever I want. Now I'm choosing it and you're not agreeing. And it's kind of, I don't know. I it's think backfired
0: on you. A bit, a bit. <laughs> no, I think,
1: No, I I'm think joking. I'm joking. It, it's just, um... It's over all the time, the many years we've known each other, we've just got used to the, the fact that you're allowed to have your own um, opinion on things. Yeah, and yeah. that's fine. It's not...
0: We, we, we touched a little bit on um, friends and family and you acting as a, as a buffer. How easy has it been to discuss my
1: mental health
0: with other people?
1: Um, I it differs widely, really wildly. Some some people are really easy to talk to about it and are interested, and you know want to know more. And other people um don't, and it's just it and have found it really difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah. To
1: understand. Um. And you just, you realise that you're sort of bucking up the wrong tree sometimes, and you just have to let things go. So and it's just
0: a conversation it, you it, end up yeah. not having. Yeah, it's
1: one of the, you know, people say, How are you? And you go, Oh, super, everything's super. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you're like, Well, actually, everything's not super because, you know, Chris is. Um, thinking about suicide and you know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. what, what, what do you actually what people don't really want to know do they I no think, i
0: mean it is, it is a common sort of uh it's just a common way of speaking no, isn't it people say yeah ha- how are you how's chris they don't yeah, really want to know they
1: don't but you ha- i've learned over the years who i can rely on uh and who can support me yeah, and who yeah. can't um and you just have to let that one let that one go, and um I'm really lucky in that I am really supported, and I do have fabulous people around me who understand mental health um really well, whereas I think- wh- when we first met, I didn't have that it's just something that we've sort of you know cultivated and created over the years that we're able to talk with our friends openly about what you're like and and how it um, affects your life
0: and with friends did did you manage to sort of help steer people around into thinking different ways sometimes?
1: Um, well, there's been a few people. Somebody recently said, oh, well, I worry about you because Chris having BPD. I, did, I was concerned for your safety. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, what are you talking about? You know, Chris couldn't... Well, you can't. You can't even hurt... You can't hurt a fly, can you? You can't hurt anything. These little beasts that come around, I'm going, kill it, kill it. No, 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 we'll just place it outside. So you, you, I, I just don't, you, you know, you might have, you talk about when you are a teenager and how you struggled with, you know, how you felt then and being yeah, violent yeah. Oh, and, oh, I was, yeah. and all yeah. those things, um, but You just don't have that in you anymore, do you? I trust you completely. You know, with with my life, with my children's lives. They think the world of you, and you know, I don't. um, I can't remember what you asked now. Sorry. Well, (laughs) yeah,
0: it's it's just that that kind of lovely feeling, friends and family, and and, and turning them round and getting them to think. Yeah. In the same way as you, I, I guess it feels a lot of it is about trust. You know, people trust your opinion of folk and and therefore they 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 trust that I'm yeah the person you say I am
1: yeah i mean it's not it has been rocky it's yeah, not you yeah. know with friends and family it's not always been straightforward um but i think we sort of learn as we go and um yeah somet- sometimes i do need support and i d- i do feel sort of you know wobbled and find You know, struggling with my own mental health and my own stuff. You know, we're we're rarely struggling at the same time. It's true. It's true. Um, and how that would be, I don't know really. No, Um, no, I mean that's a challenge. You know, I think we just um, luckily. You know, I feel really, really happy and really well, and and so I'm sort of the person that's okay. So. At the moment, <laughs> say say if
0: somebody you knew uh, was going to uh, have a test run of uh, somebody with borderline personality disorder or they were they, they their, their partner yeah. had just been diagnosed with borderline yeah. personality disorder. What do you think you'd say to them?
1: Well, I have I have a friend friend's daughter who's in uh, is in that situation and it was quite easy to Uh, You know, we almost sort of wrote a list between us of um, how to get support and help. Um, And I was talking about uh, the toolbox that people talk about and how you, you have different things and they all they all contribute towards making you a well person. So, you know, if you happen to be in a great marriage as we are, yeah. that's a tick, fabulous. If you live in a beautiful place with lots of light, that's another another tick. You know, if you have um, psychotherapy or, or any kind of talking therapy and then there are meds and um, good friends, um, a job that you enjoy, all those things all... Add to your sort of toolkit don 't they, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. if you um, if things go wrong and several of those things go wrong at the same time, I think then you're more likely to struggle um, so yeah, so I think you know i I encourage this friend to go to just to, to get a, psychi- a psych to see a psychiatrist because the psychiatrist is the keeper of the keys, yeah, yeah, in yeah. England anyway of you know sort of to point you in the right direction so they'll put you on a waiting list for psychotherapy they might send you to iapt or something that's not you know maybe a counsellor in the interim and they also work out what meds you can take whereas quite often people go to their gps their gps don't know a lot about mental health and um so they're they're reluctant to prescribe any of the sort of the more serious drugs. So yeah, the antipsychotics. Just, yeah, yeah, so they yeah. just whack them on, um, on Prozac, which you're stuck on for years, and it makes you feel a bit fuzzy, but it just you know makes sex really shit, and actually doesn't really help with no, personality I, 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 disorders I, I of any I agree. sort, really. So. Um, so I think it's really easy to think, oh, I'll go to my GP and they'll help. Um, but I think you, you do, you, you kind of need to be quite assertive, which is hard when you're mm. feeling vulnerable and tearful and, you know, it's all overwhelming to to go and say, you could almost do with a list of what to do yeah, yeah. to help yourself, you know. You need. I mean, it's so much easier when there's two of you. I think because so, you have yeah, got yeah. somebody there to talk on your behalf, or to just, you know, just sort of be there with you to soften the blow. And all, i, I all find that it.
0: immensely useful because I think I think when you're when you've got a, a mental ill health label, you, you 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 tend to want to play it down. You, so when you when the doctor sort of says to you, "How are you?" And you say, "Oh, I'm fine." You need a you need
1: <laughs> someone in the background. Di- going, Well, not that fine. Really. A diligent
0: partner <laughs> to say, "Actually, uh, he's uh, a, um, he's an asshole," and uh, and the this is what's going on for him. So, so it feels like you know, honesty, openness, yeah, lack of lack of judgment. Uh,
1: uh, 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 things. But, uh, I think, but and being kind to yourself, I think, as the years go on. I mean, also, as you get older, I think there's a bit of you that is, it just can't be asked. You know, it's sort of, well, I don't know, it, it it seems, you just seem more settled with each year. So, I mean, if we measured it, it may not be that there is an improvement in terms of how often you dissociate. Yeah. Um. Or for how long. It's hard to, it's hard to guess that one, but it doesn't seem as, um, as painful every time um, some of them seem more intense than others yeah yeah, think ag- I think that is the case
0: um, uh, I, I, I think yeah I think if we measured it it would be very similar I think that I dissociate roughly the, the same amount of time uh, but I think because we are accustomed to it and we know how it works yeah, it's, it's like a uh, an old familiar drunk. Uncle this is what to I visit. do now. Yeah, you know, I
1: take extra quetiapine, yeah. I try and sleep it off. Yeah. Um, Whereas in the past, and watched you'd loud be... American cop shows yeah. in a dark room. And you didn't, you didn't used to do that, you know. Years ago, you know, I remember you just, it, just screaming out, and it just being awful, awful, and you not really hearing me, and then Derek sort of talking you down, and. You know, and for, for the
0: listener, Derek yeah. is is a friend of mine who's been around since yeah. I was four. Derek's so. his other
1: wife. <laughs> Derek's my <laughs> other wife. Yeah, he's adorable. But he he he's been um, he's really been there for you, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's an amazing chap, and I think, um, sometimes you need somebody like me or Derek to go. Take your bloody pills. Just, just don't. But, but don't really simple argue stuff. Yeah, Sit yeah, really down, get stuff. a drink, yeah. take the pills in. You know, less than an hour, you'll be asleep. And sometimes you, you know, you do sleep for a long, long time when you dissociate. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of figure that sleep is quite healing, and that it can't really do any harm.
0: No, I I think I agree. I think, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather sleep through it than yeah. experience it.
1: Every now and again you have sort of daft days, don't you, where you say, well, I'm feeling better now, I don't think I'll take my pills anymore. Not quite that bad. No, But, but you, you kind of toy with the idea. And then there was that day when you were... Dissociate I and mean, you were going to go and see the GP, and I was saying, Let's just leave it for today. We'll yeah. Re- make the appointment again because it wasn't for anything life threatening, but no, you were determined that you would go and see the GP. Yeah. And that when you were in there, you'd explain to her what it was like to dissociate, just how awful it was. And with that in mind, you would like to lower the amount of quetiapine that you're taking. Yeah. And then when she said, Actually, I'd like to double the amount that you're taking. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I'm, that, I'm did. that didn't go down very well. Gu- guilt,
0: <laughs> guilty as, as charged, I think. Yeah, I think.
1: I think it's best to avoid I, I public spaces I, when you're I, in I
0: that frame of mind. with I, I don't know, with, with other people, uh, you know, call in if you feel the urge. That, but, but when you've got a, a label of something, occasionally, it's easy to slip into denial and, and just because you don't want it, you don't. You're fed up with it. You don't need it. <laughs> It's a bloody nightmare. It gets in the way of stuff. Um, you know, it, it stops you from being able to be the person you want, it, want to be all the time and, and do the things that you, you, you want to do. So just... But, yeah, sorry. Sorry. What were you going to say?
1: So, so how do you think quetiapine has changed things for you? Changed your mental health or how you cope with it?
0: I think with, with quetiapine, there's no doubt. I, I sleep um i think the 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 biggest problem before uh was that uh i i would just stop sleeping i i could be awake for 6 days and by the end of 6 days i i can be quite quite mad yeah. um so you know it's it's uh it, it's great that this thing either gets me very close to sleep or but, but there's no way i could stay awake for for more than 2 days with uh, on it so that's 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 been fantastic so um it'd be rude to sort of carry on with this without uh talking about uh, ella uh, mentioned that we got married she said that she's married to me and yes yeah uh she she we got married last year and it for me it was just a, one of those absolutely fabulous things that you almost don't think would ever happen so if you've got anything to say add to that?
1: No, it was just marvellous. I absolutely loved every minute of it, and I'd just like to do it again. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, fabulous. Have, have you
0: got somebody lined up? Is this what well, you're telling me? Well,
1: actually, yeah, I think my third husband will be a plumber.
0: Look, look, <laughs> I, ha- I have other skills. I'm damned if I can find them, but I, I have, I have other skills. So, yeah, um, I suppose this sort of takes us neatly round to. Um, Walk a mile in my shoes, and me walking around the edge of the UK, and that kind of stuff. Do you remember uh, back to two thousand and eleven when, when? Oh yes. When that all kicked off, do you want to say? I do. Much, say yeah, I know.
1: I remember. Um, I remember waking up, and it was pouring it down with rain, like bucketing in it down, and and I could hear you'd got the radio on, and the ra- and it was saying. Chris Young is walking out of Edinburgh today to do a mammoth round the coast walk of the whole of the UK with no money. If you want to say goodbye to him, you can see him at the Cramond Brig. Hotel. In, yeah. um, At midday. So, and and I woke up and I just thought, oh, it's today. Oh, it's pissing it down with rain. That's unfortunate. Um, And I just, I, I don't know. It was. It was a hard day for me because I knew I was gonna miss you. I was worried about you and I didn't have your faith in mankind and sort of the general public to look after you in the way that you did. You know, I thought you'd go up to someone and say, Oh, I'm doing this walk and they'd say, Oh you mate, fuck off. I really I was thinking this is really doing it with no money. He's gonna be disappointed. So I was just quite yeah bleak about it I suppose do you remember Um,
0: what you said to me when I said I was going to do it
1: yes do you have to yes (laughs) and you said yes I think I do Um, but it was it fast it was very quick it's just you know, easy to see that it, it worked, really. Yeah, yeah. The, the first few people that you met were completely fabulous and told yeah. you their own... I think you met a social worker on the first day. First day you met a social worker, ha- yeah. And had some tea with her and talked about her life. And, and, yeah,
0: she'd experienced a life of yeah. domestic violence, both as a child and as right. an adult. So, But it, that, that was that was when it really struck home to me that this wasn't my story. No, this, this, is, this is about this everyone is else. This ev- is everyone else's yeah. story. This, yeah. is, this is something we're going to continue sharing so that's that was something um but when i've i've been nuts out on the road how's that felt i mean early on do you remember
1: uh, and whenever it's a worry because i I think of you as being quite vulnerable during those times and i imagine you sitting on the side of the road and I don't know. You know, people coming stealing your money, or not like you've got much money, but you know, stealing <laughs> <Yes. laughs> your phone. I yeah. don't know what I yeah. just. I also think you know I've read up about people who dissociate and how they they're not sort of spatially aware when they're dissociating. Yeah. So they've yeah. walked in front of cars and sure. you know got on a bus and found they're in you know Aberystwyth three days later, and you know just they're just not. Right. Yeah. And so <clears throat> leaving you to wait for me and you are generally quite stubborn about that. So as I know as soon as I hear your voice, before you've finished saying my name really on the phone.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um and I usually suggest that you go to the nearest travel lodge or what have you to wait. And occasionally You'll go with that, and and I'll meet you somewhere where you where you've got to, but usually you say no, 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 no. I'll be fine. I'll just sit on the edge of the the bench or whatever it is. And you have actually sat on the edge of the bench for what eight hours before now. Yeah, yeah. I actually and that did was that in Wales. Port, Port-Mador. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I remember getting there. Uh, I I couldn't leave until five. I don't think. And then it I don't know. It got. It was late anyway, and you were. I remember getting there and, and thinking, you you will do anything for a Chinese, won't you? It's true, Ordinarily, you yeah. are like a greyhound yeah. out of the trap. And you're sitting there <coughs> on the bench opposite a Chinese takeaway, and then I get there and I say, have you had anything to eat? No. You know, Have you eaten anything at all today? No. I, don't, I think that you really aren't, you don't even have a glimmer of yourself if you're sitting opposite the Chinese takeaway for eight hours and you don't go in and get anything to eat. So, um, yeah, so those are the sort of things. And I suppose when you're in the Highlands of Scotland, you know, it was up to 11 hours to get to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, had, we had a couple of times, not many actually, where you've gone back to work with the car. no. You must have been doing a talk in Glasgow or something. Oh, it was, yeah. And then yeah. and then I had to get several trains yes. to get to you. Uh, it was ill thought through, <laughs> is was, what it was. I think we rarely, we yeah. rarely do that. It's usually me that has the car now, isn't it? Yes. So, um, yeah, but that you do, you do still go off and do things in the car. So yeah, it is yeah. always likely that can happen, but. As luck would have it, usually yeah. it's a case of me just driving to you, bundling everything in, yeah. and then going to. A I think by and large, I dissociate
0: in the morning, and then we know that that that's the state of play. It, it, yes, it's not often I dissociate from the middle of the day. Or, no,
1: no, not so much now. And that's I think true. those were the
0: times when I inadvertently stole the car, and uh, it all went a bit tits yes, up. Yeah. I remember yeah. Um, one particular time. Um, you you probably, you won't remember the part of Scotland because I think it's all a blur to you, but uh, I was going uh, I was near a place called Lossiemouth. Oh yeah, I
1: know. I know. Spayside,
0: and yeah. you, I I, I I dissociated either strongly or I dissociated for longer than than usual, and I I have a vague recollection. This is probably false memory syndrome even that that you said to me i've booked a bed and breakfast for you the problem is when when i dissociate for a long period of time i can start believing that i'm an omnipotent godlike creature yeah. and and I'm, i i remember you telling me that you'd said you're not jesus oh. just get in the bloody bed and breakfast <laughs> <laughs> or worse <to> that effect
1: do <laughs> yeah just yeah you have had a few um yeah a few not many but a few times where you've you're so so far gone that you don't. You think you're someone else. Don't yeah, you really, yeah. and that's that's kind of that's um, kind of weird.
0: Well, the, the, well, that is the the, the weird one. We the, there was the the time when I was driving and oh, in yeah. Nottingham. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, that was that was really hard. We were going to see a band that we were both really looking forward to seeing. And and you just got a bit argumentative and edgy, so and I'm sitting next to you whilst you're driving, so yeah, I wasn't yeah. thinking he's dissociating. I just thought you were a bit moody. Yeah. And then yeah. you said, Oh, I can't do this anymore, I've got to stop. You stopped the car. Um and then I realised then I realised that you were you were really not right and you were dissociating, but in a in a sort of going back in time way, quite different to how it is usually. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I felt I felt quite um, overwhelmed and kind of um, out of my depth. So sure. Sure. It must have been quite early on. Um. So, uh, yes, and you weren't really making any sense. Uh, I think I said, "Well, I'm going to drive. I'm going to drive now." And you were like, okay, so we, we passed each other. Uh, and again, I think, you, you just sort of walked by me and got into the car. And ordinarily, you'd kind of, I don't know, yeah, pat you me heart, on the you, shoulder yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't know what it, what I expected. But it, it was, it, I just suddenly realised that, it it was really I really didn't cope with it, and I was I'm not quite sure why I didn't cope with it, but I yeah. felt a bit overwhelmed by it all. And I remember saying just sit there for a minute, and just going around the side of a building, and like you're know, just having a moment, going oh, it'll be okay, it'll be okay, right? Kind of just sort of talking some sense into myself, yeah. and thinking you're not I'm not coping with this, and then thinking well, you've actually got to cope with this. Yeah, you've got to go yeah. back there, and you've got to cope with it, and you've got to get. Get us home, really. So, so then I got in the car, and then you were talking about um, you were reaching out like towards the dashboard with your hands, looking, and it looked to me like you were you were trying to hold somebody's hand. Sure. Um, but later you said it it was butterflies you were chasing. Yeah, I mean
0: that that that's my recollection of it. I, yeah. uh, you know I uh, it felt like. I was suddenly in a safe place. Uh, I was suddenly uh, at a time when my mum was there looking after me. My mum died when I was 12, but, but I, I was much, much younger than that. I, I think yeah, it, uh, it felt like I was... How, how old would you put me at?
1: Well, four. I would have put you at about four. Sure. Yeah, just just because of just the way you were talking and and almost... A, a, a little bit sort of a little bit stroppy, you know. Uh, Petulant, yeah, just yeah, just kind of like. Uh, um, uh, I can't put my finger on it, but I suppose just having worked with children, you know, for many many years, yeah, you, yeah, I uh, just recognised something and knew that you'd gone back to a childhood time, yeah, um, and then you you kind of came to a couple of times and so again that that's weird because when you're dissociating you're dissociating yeah yeah then we don't expect anything for at least a couple of days yeah um but this was different in that you kind of you came back to to me for a little while and you said aren't we going to the concert then and I said, "No, we're not. We're not going to the concert this time, tar- just at the moment, something like that." Yeah. And you burst into tears. But I wanted to go to the concert. Yeah. And then you were then you were gone again. And I thought, well, that's kind of a bit of an odd reaction, but okay." Um, and then I needed to go for a wee, and I thought, "Oh shit, we're on a main road." Well, I didn't know where I was. It's was Nottingham, I think, and. Um, so I saw this pub and I thought, right, I'll park here and I'll go to the pub. But it felt like I'd got a child in the car, like you yeah, left yeah. your four-year-old in the car. You wouldn't do it, would you? you? Wouldn't. So yeah. I'm saying, okay, you sit here and you don't move until I get back. Um, I, I, you know, I don't. You must sit here. You mustn't move. And I wasn't sure whether whether you heard it or not. But I ran in, went to the loo, came back. You were still there. But whilst I'm trying to go to the loo. I'm aware. I'm thinking. Oh God, he's going to be wandering around the street. He's yeah, going to be yeah, out of the car. Yeah. You know, this could how he could actually get run over. How bad is this going to be? And then I got uh, I got to a service station, filled up with petrol, and again, you you were still talking about um, childhood stuff, and you you seemed. Um, uh, maybe a little bit calmer. I didn't know what to do. Sure. So I phoned my friend Caro, who's a sort of uh, social work manager, um, and said, "Look, what what do I do? This, you know, he's he's completely out of it. Like I have never seen him before, and I don't know what. Yeah. What what should I go and go to the loony bin? Should I? What you know? What exactly should I do? And she basically said, "Well, it doesn't it doesn't sound like you know he's a danger to himself." So she'd suggested, she said, go home, you know, try and get him into the house and get him to sleep. And if that doesn't work, then worry about, you know, getting professional help the next day. Sure. And then I managed to get you into the house and into bed. And you'd been in bed for a few, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And then again, you came back for about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And you said... Oh, just had the most amazing experience. Yeah, been, yeah. I've been with my mum and it's just been so lovely and oh, you know, you just it it was you know, it looked awful from where I was at, but from where you were at it wasn't at all, no. was it? I,
0: it must have been bloody weird. Well
1: it was just yeah, just something I I think we hadn't been together for very long. I didn't no. really know what to do anyway. No. I yeah. don't think we even had the diagnosis of dissociation then.
0: No, no, I think we, we didn't really we were know, know what dissociation no, was. No, we knew
1: you, you were, you know, mentally unwell, but we didn't quite yeah. know what what the plan was. we never planned as no, such, did we? No, Each no. situation was sort of different. and Yeah.
0: So what do you think of the label, borderline personality disorder? Is it, is it
1: useful? I think it's really confusing. Yeah. Because... Um, just about everyone that I've spoken to who doesn't work in mental health, uh, who does not heard of it, assumes that you're on the borderline between one thing and another, or yeah. that you're you're not quite, you haven't quite got a personality disorder, that you are on the borderline, and that you might yeah. have a personality disorder later down the line if things get worse. Sure, sure. Well, that, that's actually not what it means at all.
0: No, but I I like to set people's minds at rest by saying, you know. Asking people if they watch CSI or Criminal Minds, and uh, they'll say yes, I watched both of those, and I like them very much. And I'll say to them, "Well, it's usually me that did it." Yeah. I, and then they offer me their back room. They they offer me uh, their, their spare bedroom. And it's, it's just.
1: Well, there's a new there's a new um, uh, name for it.
0: Yes, there? emotionally unstable uh, personality disorder. Still got that personality disorder thing. Stuck yeah, on
1: it. it's 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 not a great one, is it?
0: It it feels like you've, you you know, just, just just say that that I don't know anybody who has had this label um who hasn't had some manner of childhood trauma. Mm. Uh mm. and the name borderline personality disorder is meaningless as far as that's concerned. I I think we need something along the lines of post traumatic complex post traumatic stress I was gonna say, syndrome how does
1: it differ from ptsd yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it, well if you have a look at the symptoms for complex ptsd it's very similar i mean it's, mm. it, it, I, I don't think you could, you could get a uh, some sort of a, a yeah. a piece of paper in between it it's it's so very similar but, and do but, they
1: dissociate people well yeah gosh yeah i mean
0: that's one of the big things for ptsd is the flashbacks and the re re-experiencing mm. you know past you know what's happened earlier in their lives and stuff like that so
1: even but, but, on that people say disassociation and you just like stand there cringing yeah
0: dissociation it, okay yeah if you don't want Ella to come and hunt you down, don't no. ever say disassociation. It's dissociation.
1: No, just I, I, yeah. just quickly going back, I was thinking yeah, about sure. the quetiapine and how that had, um, you know, uh, changed your life quite dramatically in that you obviously sleep now, and so that makes life a lot easier. Um, and it sort of knocks off the highs and the lows a bit, doesn't it?
0: I think I think so. Yeah. I I think sleeping is an absolute godsend. I think it's it's
1: So yeah. what 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 are the negatives of taking, you know, a big dose of quetiapine?
0: Um weight gain I think is my biggest one. And obviously, you know, as you get older and you get weight gain, there there are other things that attach to weight gain, like um, type two diabetes. And right, right. and um you know that it, it, that, that's that's a real challenge because you know you you're starting to weigh up your physical health against your mental health uh obviously by walking you know i I'm, I'm keeping my my weight at a certain
1: and that's the only one you'd say yeah you?
0: yeah I, I think that's that's my my biggest uh concern i mean otherwise i'm i'm laughing with it and, and when people you know, I, I, I i do feel bad about being overweight and uh, uh, and i tend to say to people i'd, I'd rather be fat than mad
1: and oh I think, God! Yeah, and I think
0: that that stands. I I, I think you know, yeah. I I think I'm, I'm likely to live longer being fat than than mad.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so the, the the we get into the present now. I'm, I'm going to be going off to Wales on this Friday. Uh, well, we'll go on Friday, and I'm going to restart walking on the Saturday, the seventeenth. You got any uh, thoughts about that? Would you want to tell the listener what 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 we're doing? Well, we've
1: that? hired a cottage for a few days. We have, so we can. Well, I like to think so. We can break you in gently, and you're thinking so that you can break me in gently, aren't you? Really? I think it's but yeah, yeah. So it's a nice two. Or probably way thing. more to yeah. do with with me getting my head around it. Yeah, I think because I will. I really miss you. Um, but also, you know this was always this was always the plan, yeah, yeah, so I can't say well, actually, and I know that if I really jumped up and down, you wouldn't go, you're right, I wouldn't but i, wouldn't I don't i no. don't I want you to live your dream and do what you want to do and and write the second book all about the people that you meet from Wales all the way around through Do you know and, all the coastal areas down south up to back up to uh, And
0: that's that's been sort of a real key part for me is is, is that the, the the feeling of support that I get from you is is yeah you know, the, the feeling a feeling of pride. I remember when my, my book was published, uh, and this was last year and and how immensely proud you were of me and and, and you know, it just made me feel I don't know I, I don't know, like it feel ten feet tall. I just felt delighted. You can tell I'm an author because I c- couldn't really come up with any words there at all. But yeah, I was. I'm
1: really proud that you're doing the article for Psychologies magazine. Yes, because yes. I I've thought right from day one that would be that would be a good place to write. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and I think you know the walk itself is something that you should be really proud of because it's it. It's taking, making a subject that is, um, has been taboo to speak about and making it all right to talk about mental health. Uh, And that's not, you know, it's down to the royals as much as it is down to you. I think, yeah. But I think it's, I don't know, I think it can only be a good thing. and, And I find it really interesting when you, I'll speak to you on the phone and say, who have you met today? And you're like, oh, I've met, I met Rosie. And she said, oh, well. She doesn't really have anybody in her family with mental health problems, so there's no need to to concern herself about it. And then later on, she says, well, of course, you know, her, one of her parents was in institutional care. until care. she was 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you just think, oh, so actually, yes, yes, there is. And it just it's been amazing to me that just about everybody you've met has been a just a great character, you've met so many amazing people and characters, but also just about everybody you've met knows somebody yeah, who struggles yeah. with their head. And, a- and that that yeah. means that the statistics are a lot more than one in four.
0: Yes, yeah, I think so. I think the, the, the other thing that, that, that sort of jumped out for both of us, even though I believed it would happen, the, the kindness of strangers has been out of this world, hasn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you, you were speaking to you at the beginning, and the, I remember this couple, and you said, oh, Well I'm standing eating an ice cream on the coast in wherever it was, Blackpool or somewhere like that." And you, you said, um, "He, some some guy said, oh, do you, do you want to come back? I'm putting the kettle on. Do you want to come back for a brew?'" And you were like, "No, no, no, no. I don't want. I don't want to bother you." So it must, it must that been, must have been early uh, on. It must have been. Yeah. Like, it must couldn't have been Blackpool. It must have been somewhere in Scotland yeah. and you said no no I don't want to be a bother that's absolutely fine and then you said no no I do want to be a bother don't I? Oh, that's exactly what I want to be. Yes I'll come I'll come in and
0: Okay so we got as far as talking about the kindness of strangers and how we were amazed at that towards the end of the, the last recording. Um so uh, I think we talked about the generosity of the um, social worker who'd sort of seen me on my way, and then, but then you were commenting on me not wanting to be a bother.
1: Yeah, you, you, you uh, some old guy had said he was putting on a broom. Would you want to come and join him? And you said, No, 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 I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a bother. It'll be fine. And then you thought, Actually, I do, I do need to be a bother because. Um, you know, conversations will only start yeah, it's if true. you are a bother. So, yeah, yeah. and then, um, then you got there, and, and his wife emptied out all her. No, the, no, her said, not,
0: you, you, yeah, you've mixed uh, my people, but, but you know, that that's perfectly fine. <laughs> but, but this guy was a guy called Donnie Sutherland, and he was about eighty. This chap, and he invited me back to his house, and his wife. Looked at him and looked at me and looked at him and you could tell her th- she was thinking, huh. "Oh my bloody god, he's brought another one home." <laughs> and uh, he, she, Aww. she was d- delightful. She made me a cup of tea and uh, she's saying, "Do you want her?" And before she could even finish what what she was saying, he said, "Yes, he does." Hmm. And so I'd, I'd have this big roll and she just kept on feeding me. And then uh, just as I was about to go. She said, do you, do you want to pack lunch? And he said, yes, he does. <laughs> so Aww. this this guy was so enthusiastic, so full Aww. of life, just an absolutely adorable, adorable man. And he'd been a, a, a lighthouse keeper, and he told me this story about how one of the, the old lighthouses that when it came to be a, a change of shift on the lighthouse, um, the, the new shift came out, and they found a table with... Uh, Food set out, uh, cups of tea set out, but nobody was there the The, the people they were replacing had gone, oh, and to this day you I mean they don 't know where they, where they went, but you know they just assumed they'd been sort of washed overboard, but it was oh, it was gosh. just the, the the weirdest thing, but he was so full of these kind of stories and so welcoming and the the really sad thing about uh, this this donny donald Sutherland ex- except no uh, no other. Donald Sutherlands, he is the real Don, Donnie Sutherland. Uh, his son got in touch with me uh, a couple of years later and told me that he'd sadly died. Um, but what they'd done was they'd looked around the internet to find out if there was a, there was anything about him, and they, they came across my blog. And my blog was read as part of his eulogy, which was just absolutely lovely and, uh, and adorable. I think... Um, Without boring the listener too much, I think uh, what the other bit we we got to was, you know, kind of what advice would you give to people who you know are in a relationship with somebody they've just discovered has borderline personality disorder.
1: I think if they're in the relationship already, then um, I would say. Just to go slowly, read read all you can, yeah. Um, yeah. so that you understand what what's a symptom, and what's not. Um, because it's quite surprising the list of symptoms. Um. Yeah, I I think you know just to as you would say, gentle hands. Just yeah, gentle hands. Carefully, it, yeah. sort of wade your way through the the information and and sometimes you know, you might need to go go with the with your partner to meetings and yes. doctors and stuff because it's so overwhelming that, you know, you come out and you you've not taken it all in, whereas If you've got someone sitting there writing it down, it's better,
0: really. Not necessarily fighting your corner, but but sometimes speaking on your behalf when you're saying everything's fine. Exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you think is helpful that that, for uh, a partner uh, to... What could have been more helpful? I think the fact
0: that you went out there and learnt as much as you could about the condition, I couldn't have asked for more than that. And, and that you didn't trust the the drivel uh, that's across social media saying, run yeah, run and keep yeah. running, don't look back. you know these people are dangerous, horrible. you, you didn't believe all the stigma you, you trusted yourself.
1: Uh, I, I think the stigma's there because um, because relationships, um, having said you know that you're really good at relationships and you are, it's complicated yeah, when you're yeah. in a relationship with someone who perhaps isn't being entirely straight with you yeah. because they're fearful of their own mental health and the way that they're feeling yeah. or because they, like you say, they just want emotional quiet. Yeah. So, um, you know... That there's that the sort of lying side to it. I, I would
0: say anything for emotional impl- quiet, and and, and and I think yeah, that's where the lying comes in, and and, and so that's that
1: people- a bad. Yeah, it gives it a bad name.
0: It does, it, uh, but um, you you took that. It felt like you took that step back and thought, well, what's what is going on here?
1: Yeah, yeah, because it was, um, it it wasn't clear initially that that's why it was happening. Um, and I think the only way you can change those sort of, um, you know, unusual things that you do is, um, is to challenge them really slowly and really gently. So I think I said something to you, like when you next lie, um, you know, uh, if, you know, You'll know that I know that you're lying, yeah, yeah, and then you can go away and think about how it can be different. I mean, yeah. it was something like it was all it sounds really patronizing, no, no, but, but it, it was think, that. It was, I think, yeah, I, I said something like, Uh huh, oh, right, okay, oh, really, in a, yeah, in a okay, well, I, I'm saying to you that I know that you're lying, you know, that I know who you're lying, and then you came back really quickly and said. I don't know why I lied about that, to be honest, you know, it was because I didn't want a heated debate about it. But that opened the door, that opened the door to that
0: discussion. Yeah. And, yeah, it helped me immeasurably. Well, there's
1: no, once you know that the other person knows that you're not, you know, telling them the whole truth, then actually it's, there's no point, is there? Because there's no point in lying if, if it's going to fall on its face.
0: I think, I, I think what this does is it kind of springs the sort of notion that people with borderline personality disorder or the label borderline personality disorder um, are evil masterminds. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah. When, when I would lie, it would be shooting from the hip. It was to avoid... Conflict.
1: Oh yeah,
0: uh, and there were there were no long term goals there. No. It was just a, an immediate thing, and and the more lies you told, the more complex it became, and the more yeah ridiculous it got, yeah. uh, impossible it got, and and stressful,
1: incredibly stressful. Yeah, I think I think for you. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So um, it
1: was just, I think it was just a bit confusing at first yeah, for me, yeah. but. But I think a lot of you know a lot of the forums and things people put on. Oh well, my, you know, my ex has got VPD and she's done this and she's lied about this. She's lied about that, and and then it, it does. It's got a bit of a bad name. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I think what we'll we'll wind up with saying is that um, yeah. I'm going to back to Wales on Friday. Yeah, gonna start walking from Port Maddox. On Saturday.
1: Yep.
0: Um, And uh, you're going to be around. (laughs) You're going to be around for a whole week. So when I'm walking during the day, you're going to be putting me up and, and looking after me. Just to sort of break us both. Yeah. gently because it's been a while hasn't it I
1: think you'll have a fabulous time I think I'll have a fabulous and time it, the, and this I think cottage is more for me than it is yeah, for you yeah really. I, think, I think
0: people will be brilliant just as, as they were before um yeah just to reiterate you know I think we, th- there's some vague concerns that you know we're I, I'm going to be walking in a, in a Britain that's slightly more divided mm. than the one I left uh, all that time ago yeah um but my my feeling is overall though that it it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the same old walk' and mile in my shoes. It's gonna be people being fabulous, generous, kind, willing to talk, willing to share a story, willing to sort of help me on my way. And and I, I can't yeah, I really don't see that that change. And I just want to keep proving that to people. I think the media has made a real hash of things by exacerbating. Uh, uh opposing thoughts opposing opinions and and instead of saying look there's gray areas here they've just made it massive yeah. and the same on social media you know people tend not to see the gray areas they just want to see the the incredible difference so they rally around each other and uh, it's 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 uncomfortable but you know that's 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 my my hope for it and, and I, I don't think i'm going to be wrong um the other thing is uh this is going to be the start of the second book hopefully and uh, it is going to be something along the lines of walk a mile in my shoes finding love and compassion in a divided Britain but the whole thing is you know spoiler alert I don't think we live in a divided Britain I think you know I think when we see people we look people in the eye they're just going to be lovely they're going to be the same. Um, so uh all all that remains to be said is thank you for mm-hmm. for putting up with me and, and indulging me, indulging is- me in this uh this podcast adventure. Um I I I'm very lucky. Uh,
1: I think we're both very lucky.
0: I think we work very well together and we trust each other and, and I think that's that's the key isn't it? Um yeah.
1: I think you'll be just fine.
0: Yeah. And uh yeah so thank you very much uh the uh, that's the end of uh, podcast number 2 uh mm-hmm. if you if you enjoyed it uh please subscribe uh there'll, there'll be lots of podcasts uh, coming out now but, uh my aim is to have as many conversations with people as I walk around the edge of the UK I've got this wonderful bit of kit uh, that even I can work um that that means we can uh Share the stories really quickly, uh, thick and fast, and we can hear from other lots of people's different perspectives on it. How mental health has has uh, impinged on their lives. What what has affected their mental health? In you know, uh, and you know, if you want to share a story, you know, please get in touch, and uh, we'll we'll keep talking. But thanks again for listening, and uh, walk on. <laughs> just now a huge thank you to Ella for being part of this remember you can contact me on 07535 that's 07535 909 uh, or you can email me at hello at let's walk a mile org that's hello at let's walk a mile org or you can follow me on Twitter at walk and if you have the anchor dot f- FM app that's the anchor FM app you can leave audio messages that I can play in the next episode. And on that very topic, next time I'll be speaking with Simeon, a man with spina bifida, asking the question, is he disabled or is it society that's disabling? Along with some discussion on the interaction between physical and mental ill health. Till the next time, I've been Chris Young and you've been rather fabulous. Walk a mile.